Governor, Stalin's fifth favorite podcast, my comrades. Episode 100! Woohoo! Yay! And hello, everyone. Welcome to Hello, Governor, the podcast. I'm Abdullah. I'm Tom. And yep, uh, 100 episodes. That's uh, that's uh, that's a real. F- I honestly didn't think we'd make it this far. Now you could argue that well, it's not really 100 episodes, seeing as we've done like what five specials with the voice actor interviews. So, you know, you could you could you you could count it that it's like. I'm pretty sure we hit episode 100 a long time ago, but seeing as, like, schedule conflicts and all that shit and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but no, uh, and what are we doing for this uh, special episode, 100 episode? Absolutely fucking nothing, because uh, I'm too lazy. <laughs> yeah, been a long day. Yeah, it's been a long day, and I'm tired, and I can't really think of anything, so... Um, <laughs> Just enjoy us ranting about fucking bullshit that you don't care about. But anyway, um, I want to start up with with what with uh, with the big news. Well, not the big news. Uh, the the what the the elephant in the, not not the elephant in the room. The the main thing that everyone wants to hear us talk about, which is of course you know Samurai Jack. And if you if you haven't been listening for to the past couple of episodes, we've been kind of reviewing the the season as it went along and. Uh, yeah, so uh, the, here's our review for this week. So, of course, spoilers, obviously, but the episode has already come out. It's been like a couple of days. We're recording this on Tuesday, so if you're that upset about spoilers and you still haven't seen it, then tough shit. Yeah. I, just to sum up this episode in one word, nostalgia. It, it is. It's it's the where are they now episode. This is, where, yeah. is the best I can put up with. Is the best way I can describe it because basically it's... Oh hey, remember this guy? Remember that guy? Remember this guy from that episode? And you remember these people? Yeah, yeah. And I called it. I said like I called it. I I said that the elephant aliens and the blue guys were gonna come back, and they did, and they were referenced. Yeah. I like the fact that um, for this episode as well, it's like we finally got that episode to actually explore the the character problems with um, Ashi, you know. I, I think this episode handled her character arc a lot better than the last two episodes did. We finally get to know her a bit better, and she we finally she finally gets to see why everyone else, as the viewer, likes Samurai Jack, you know, for who he is. Yeah, I, I and and I think that this episode again, the strongest part of this episode for me was you know Ashley's character development is much more natural than it was in the past two episodes because the past two episodes it was really rushed. Yeah. And I didn't feel like it was very natural, but here yeah. they actually took the time and to to develop her character a little bit. Uh, basically, yeah. the best way you can describe this episode is the Samurai Light episode. I mean, Jack is yeah. in it until like the very end, and yes. uh, we'll get to the ending later because I got a lot to say about the ending because the ending was really bullshit. <laughs> but. Um, and 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 I like that because it gave her a chance to you know develop as a character, and we got to know her a little bit better. Her character arc actually meant something; it wasn't completely rushed like it was in the last two episodes. And I'm kind of interested to see where they where they're going with it, with her now, because I'm actually kind of invested in her character now. Yeah, and I remember in the last episode we did. I remember I said we need that one episode just to get to know her a bit better, and. They did it, you know. They gave that that episode, you know. Yeah, I mean, and and what I love is that 
if this was like any other show, they would have done the the hey, remember this guy and, and this guy and this guy. I I'm kind of glad Gendy took things in a more natural route with this episode yeah. and and didn't like shove in as much references as he could to make us go, oh hey, I remember that guy because I really hate it when uh, shows rely way too much on nostalgia. Yeah, I mean th- we had enough rememberable characters to come back and be like oh wow that's awesome okay that's cool to see where they're at at the moment oh it's cool to see this person oh that bad guy's still hanging around you know and it was cool that they brought back the archers because that was the first samurai jack episode i remember watching as a kid with Uh, the archers that was a great episode as well that was a good episode that was like i wasn't expecting them to be in it and i thought okay that's cool and i love how everyone who basically, when you see him now, everyone still remembers Jack, and also they all like appreciate what he did, and they all told her if he ever needs our help, we will be there for him. You know. So I'm guessing, because 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 yeah. I I I'm kind of calling this because before Ashy leaves the the Archer Village, she says if if you know you need if he needs help, you know we'll be there for him. And the last episode, we saw, you know, uh, the Scotsman telling his daughters we need to find Jack, and then, we, you know, we can get to get everyone together and, you know, take another shot at Aku. And I'm guessing that's going to, what's I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. You're going to have all these characters come back, and they're going to have, like, a massive army, and they're going to, you know, take down Aku once and for all. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen, and it's going to be pretty awesome. But I think there is going to be that moment, that clench moment, when someone's going to get, well, Scaramat, well, you know, Aku's going to find out that Jack does, is, doesn't have his sword anymore. Yeah. And, gonna... and but first of all, I think we, well, you know, let's talk about the greatest return ever. Scaramouche is back, and it's awesome. <laughs> he just walks in, and he's just like, I'm here the greatest to collect valuable weapons and swords from people. Yeah. Should have been in the wrong place. <laughs> you just see, you're like, wow, we get some real freaks in here. <laughs> I actually, I was actually glad they brought back uh, the samurai and Domango. Because yeah. those are two characters I never thought that we were ever going to see again. Because they were one-shot characters, but they're both fan favorites. And it would have been a shame if they didn't get, like, a, at least some bit of... Uh, some bit of love, and I'm glad Gendy gave it gave a gave us a bit of love for those two characters. Yeah, there was a great bit bit of fan work work with all of them. Is saying say it's always the villains that that you hate the most that never never die off or something like that. I thought okay, that's cool. And I kind of like what they did with the samurai because the samurai, like while he was a, a, originally an antagonist in his in his debut episode, he wasn't like evil. He was just like a misguided show off, and it, and popular. I kind of. And I kind of really like the idea that, you know, Jack showed him the way of what a true samurai should be. And he gave up being a, a wannabe samurai and just, you know, decided to run the bar instead. And I kind of like that. I, I really like that. I I mean, I just love the callbacks in it and everything. Like I love that we got we, we got character growth in this episode. And I just love revisiting all these um, old um, classic places with these old things. And also, everyone that Jack's helped appreciate what he did. And also, we see how much more happier they are now when they were previously, you know, before they met Jack, you know? And I kind of like that because it shows that despite the original show being about, you know, a man out of time coming in, you know, and trying to find his way home, 
he does help people along the way, and I kind of like that his his choices and and his help actually affects people in the long run. Yeah, I think as well they chose the right amount of places that be recognizable and the most recognizable characters in the show as well. You know, like like the like the whole um, you know rave nightclub sequence near nearer towards the end of the episode as well. You know, when she's there and basically they're all dancing and they got a whole entire dance dedicated to the samurai. You know. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that. That was a really cool callback, and I kind of noticed they just pick like characters from the first, se- from the first season, second season, and fourth season. Yeah, because uh, I think, see, I think they, the reason they didn't pick any characters from the third season is because the third season um, was more. Uh, I don't, I don't think you, re- I don't think he actually helped a lot of people in the third season, if I remember correctly. It was more, the the third season was more. Um development driven you know story driven jack sort of thing but i'm not not saying like continuation but it was more focus on um jack learning and growing and everything like that and also a little bit more focus on him getting trying to get back to the past you know yeah i'm actually kind of disappointed they didn't bring back the mobsters i would have loved to see what happened to them that would have been funny because that, that's one of my favorite episodes in the entire series. That was like one of the first lighthearted episodes they did where Jack joins these gangsters. And, and... I, just, I love how Jack tells them um, how he basically killed that old man with all the dogs, but then it just turns out that he basically just warns all of them. Yeah. And he's <laughs> boat and just basically told them to go out for the back. And he just blew up the building. Well, that was a cool moment. You know, he's like, oh, he tricked him. Fair enough. And I kind of like the at, at the ending where you think that they sold him out, but they're like, yeah, no, you didn't. <laughs> you still have the jewel. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have liked to see them come back. I would have liked to see that ro- that robot detective at least get referenced because his episode like was really poignant. And I think a lot of people wanted to know what happened to his dog at the end of that episode. So maybe, oh. we'll, maybe we'll see her. Maybe we won't. I doubt it. But yeah. you mentioned dogs? Um... Did you notice the one of the character sign for, for for one of the dogs um, on the ship? Oh yeah, Astro's on on the ship. <laughs> I was not expecting that. That was funny. We got Astro and we get a Popeye robot. So yeah, it's like the most random thing ever. But again, it does make sense. It was back in the Samurai Jack was in that that weird period when Hanna Barbera was slowly going outwards, but. Um, they, he was one of the first newer cartoons, you know. So, but it's funny, you know. It's nice little Easter eggs in there, you know. Yeah, because I remember, um, like I said in the train episode, uh, one of my favorite episodes. They actually did show a cameo from what was his face, uh, Quick Draw McGraw and Baba Louie. Oh, and uh, they he was at, and and what was so great about that cameo is uh, what was it? Uh, Quick Draw McGraw was voiced by his original '80s actor, and that was great. Oh. That was like one of the last times he last times he voiced the character before he passed away, and I thought that was really cool. That's cool. So, I mean, Gendy has always like put in like these little Hanna Barbera Easter eggs. I mean, they're in when in one episode there you can actually see. I think in the in the pilot, you can actually see the city of Townsville in the original pilot, which is really oh, cool. God, yes, I remember the billboard with the dog. Yeah, and you actually see a silhouette that looks like uh, the the city of Townsville, and I thought that was really a really cool nod to his friend uh craig mccracken yeah oh good yeah 
So, I mean, he, I, I kind of love that he's still doing that, where he's still, like, adding in these little, you know, Easter eggs that, you know, older animation fans will get. So, I thought that was really cool. I'm going to have to go back to, to, to the first, the last few episodes now and actually see if there's any others like that, you know? But these, doing... are, I think these are the ones that stuck out the most. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, I also love uh, Scaramouche's uh, subplot with him being ahead and him trying to, to tell Haku that, that Jack lost his sword. Oh, that's funny. That that was funny. I think I think what's going to happen, he's, he is going to go... I think Jack's going to get his sword back, but by the time when Scaramouche get back to Haku, he tells finally he got, got his sword back. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think something, yeah, you know, I think there's going to be a something to that, more to that than we actually realize, you know? Yeah, because they wouldn't, like, develop Scaramouche's character like that. They wouldn't, like, kill him off and then bring him back and then just have him, like, try to tell Aku uh, that that's Jack lost his sword if they don't have plans for him. Yeah, I think there's going to be more to it. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Next episode, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a race in the sense that Will Jack get his sword back in time before he um, Gamu get back to tell Aku that he no longer has his sword anymore? Yeah, and and a lot of, and and something else that people uh, noticed uh, they that they were talking about was uh, we see a lot of flashbacks to to Ash Ash's childhood, and I'm yeah. kind of wondering is she gonna have a comp- final confrontation with her mother at some point in the in at the end of the season? I think she is. I think they're going to build up to that. I think that's going to happen just before the final fight with Aku. Because they wouldn't show us like these hallucinations and 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 flashback sequences if they didn't plan on her to become a, a much bigger character than she than she already is. I wasn't expecting her costume to actually be like you know burnt coal and everything all over her. You know, a lot of people didn't expect that, and that's really funny now looking back at it. <laughs> Yeah, so basically that whole um, image of her tied up in the chains with her ass poking out, that takes on a whole new meaning now, which is even weirder. <laughs> well, I mean, they did make a joke about a guy has his, his head looking like a dick, so, you know, I wouldn't pass oh, it. I was not expecting that. I was like, wow, that guy got a problem. Well, <laughs> <laughs> his head does look like a penis. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Wait, did he just say that? <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, I think I think that was an interesting twist, and and I understand like why Gendy did that because he could. I mean, because because here's the thing: I love Gendy. I think he's a fantastic, you know, animator and and storyboard artist. But sometimes he overdoes it with the symbolism. I fucking get it, Gendy. She's washing away her 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 past, and you know she's born again, and and blah blah blah. I get it. I fucking get it. Okay. <laughs> You know, it's just, uh, it's just one of those, uh, one of those things that, that, you know, he sometimes, he sometimes goes overboard with the symbolism, like with the wolf. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, but, but let me, as much as I like this episode, let, let me just get to my point. My biggest gripe with this fucking episode, the ending. Oh boy. The ending. The ending for me, I didn't mind it, but. It was just rushed. That was my problem with it. And that's my problem as well. It's like, oh, so they, okay, here's the big spoiler heavy shit, guys. The the main samurai guy who's been following Jack the entire time that we thought was a hallucination. Yeah, he's real. He's a ghost and he wants to, 
And he's basically want, he's trying to convince Jack to kill himself. Yeah. Which, okay, I mean, there's a lot of problems with that. I mean, he appeared in during during the first episode with his fight with Scaramouche, and Scaramouche didn't notice him. Yeah. So that's that's a plot hole right there. And I'm like, okay, so that reveal is completely bullshit. I'll call it call it right now because Scaramouche did not notice him when he appeared during during the, his fight with Jack. That yeah. is complete bullshit. And another bullshit thing is the fact that why does he care so much about Jack killing himself? Like I understand, like a samurai failing his his quest is a big deal and and, and whatnot. But what is this guy's purpose? Did he just like has he been following Jack for how many years now? Was he is he still a new character? Has he been following Jack a while ago? Was Jack cursed or something? Because this feels like some sort of curse bullshit. And I think if they explained it a little bit better maybe they could just have like uh, a throwaway a throwaway line maybe in like the next episode or something like that at least but, like with the fucking yeah. with the fucking well they explained that oh aku cursed that well so it's like oh okay that makes sense i wasn't exp- i wasn't expecting him to actually wrap up that 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 question everyone was asking but i guess gendy <laughs> I guess Gendy read the forums and was like, yeah. Yeah. That was what I remember back in the day, um, after when the show ended, not long after the show ending, that was like, everyone was like, okay, what was that whole world deal? You know, that was one of the things that people talked about, you know? And and so it, it's never explained. And, and, wh- and if he's a ghost this entire time, then why does he... What, what's the other ghosts then? Because you see other ghosts there with him. What did what what are they there for? Like, are they, are they other are they other samurai that have failed their quest as well? Because I yeah. I never no, noticed this with, with, with the actual with, with with well I'm just essentially just going to call him Death. Um, did you notice the ropes that hold his helmet on his head? Um, actually look like a hangman loose. Yeah, I, I'm I'm guessing like because he's the spirit of a samurai that's been hung. Yeah. So I'm guessing, like, well, he can't be death because he's clearly a samurai who's been hung, and and what was his spirit cursed to 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 pass to 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 uh, keep keep uh, keep the keep uh, the the dead samurai gene going or something? I, I, yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, I think if they play it smart, they will have a tiny conversation not take up the whole entire episode but just just a little bit maybe of jack just explaining what who that ghost was yeah i mean and and again it's and here's the thing it just comes out of nowhere it's rushed it's like what 10 minutes of fucking of fucking uh dialogue where it's like oh you failed the children and all this stuff and what pisses me off is that all the all all Ashy's hope speech about oh hope lives around you you show me the way and all that shit that doesn't snap Jack out of his trance no what snaps Jack out of his trance is Ashy just saying oh yeah the children are alive bullshit yeah. bullshit yeah, I, <laughs> I think that whole conversation didn't flow that well I think that was probably probably what the main problem was. It's like, oh, hope lives are around us. You made me see and all that stuff, and that's pretty heavy stuff. But then it's like, oh no, the children are all right, and then he he 
snaps out of it. Yeah, like, it, like bullshit, bullshit. That whole the whole sequence was a bit rushed. Again, it was a cool moment with what Ashley was saying to Jack and stuff like that. That was really well done. And about yeah, that whole sequence, it was a it, it was a bit of a mic mash of mess. It's like okay, we have these really cool moments going through this episode, and then suddenly. Oh crap! Um, yeah, we need to wrap this up, and and they said, "Have anyone? We're over the halfway point now, and we still haven't wrap up the whole." Um, was it ghost that's been chasing um, J- um, Samurai Jack through most of these episodes? We haven't wrapped that up yet. We need to wrap that up. And they wrapped it up really quick. I mean, he's he he gets he gets defeated for in like two hits, and it's like, come on. It's almost a, almost an anticlimactic as the first season of Heroes. <laughs> like that's my problem. It's like all that build up, and what what is he? Just a jobber that Jack can 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 beat to look strong. Like, come on. Oh Christ, he's the high right of WWE. <laughs> and 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 I just like my problem is is like they 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 created a really cool mystery and a lot of theories that sp- spun from this and and the ending was just oh he was just a ghost that he was just a random villain of the week you know yeah. and it's like come on yeah just out of curiosity who um who who do you think that little creature thing was that came out and told Ashley where Jack was when when she left the bar I would like to believe that it was the little girl from the haunted house episode. Oh, that would be awesome if it was. I would like to believe that, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 my my personal opinion. I mean, overall, episode was really great up until the ending. The ending was really rushed and terrible. Yeah. But again, apart from the ending, I thought the episode was really good, too. Yeah, I mean, and I'm... And we're finally going to get, you know, Jack getting his sword back, and the next episode should be real interesting. I I hope I hope we have this really cool montage where basically when he does cut his hair back and he does shave off the beard with with the sword. I doubt it, but maybe. I maybe know. Not. Be awesome. Maybe, you know. maybe not. Who knows? Um, overall, uh, good episode. Shit ending. Uh, l- looking forward to the rest of the season. Yep. So let's you know talk about. Uh, sadder news. Um, Archie, uh, the Archie. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, the Archie Sonic future has been kind of up in the air for the past couple of months. But seeing as it's April now, we finally know that sadly uh, it's listed as canceled, with the 291 issue being the last issue. Yeah, I mean, no one gave official updates. Um, they've taken the Sonic current comics off the Archie website at the moment and um, on the listing of uh, new releases and stuff like that, there's no new releases on the website or anywhere or, I mean, I think he was Ian Flynn that basically came out and said yeah, there's going to be a new, they're going to be an announcement coming, was it the end of this month or the start of next month, What what's going to be happening with the Sonic comics? So I'm I'm and 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 again everyone who's been asked everyone working at Archie who's been asked about the Sonic stuff from Sonic sites um, has been you know giving a well we don't know type of answer and that's never a good sign. Yeah, it, it they it, I one of two things like I said this to Adore before we just started recording. Um, it's I would indicate one of two things: one that they're canceling it and they're ending it. 
Or secondly, um, the other one, which is the most possible one, they go into stop the whole entire run and reboot it from scratch. Yeah, I kind of see. I mean, I would like to believe that this that that they would just like you know start from number one all over again, but I honestly think they should have done that after the Genesis uh, wave crossover. Yeah, because um, for those who are wondering, they did the Genesis wave crossover because of Ken Pender's lawsuit, and I still to this day I do not know how he won that court case. Um, but he won the court case. Archie essentially had to reboot practically the whole entire universe and get rid of like over half its character roster and pretty much all of its um, development through the whole entire product. And yeah. and they haven't recovered from it, to be honest. They just haven't been able to cover. I'm not saying that the stuff has been written off. The Genesis wave have been terrible, terrible. There have been some good stuff here and there, but... I think the biggest problem is, like... The, the biggest problem is they were given a list of, of stuff that they weren't allowed to do oh. anymore. Oh, the bloody list. You, you explain it. That, that, that pisses me off. <laughs> Long story short, I'm not going to get into legal details. If I did, we'll be here all day, and I'm not. I'm just going to get to the blunt, to the to the point of this. Uh, basically, the biggest uh, two things out of the, out of what happened after 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 the the lawsuit was settled was Penders made, made demand saying that all his characters would be removed from the current continuity and never mentioned again, which you know, as we discussed, was the reboot, and. A lot of other conditions were put into place. Sonic, uh, Sega characters aren't allowed, weren't allowed to have romances with uh, the Sad AM cast, but the Sad AM cast, uh, Sad AM and Archie uh, comics original characters are allowed to have romances. So for those that wanted to see Sally and Sonic come back together again, nope, that's that's not going to happen anytime soon or ever. Even though in every single issue they do reference it constantly. Yeah. So, uh, mm. Sonic is not allowed to have relationships with characters that aren't created by Sega. Um, Sonic is not allowed to lose. <laughs> he can, he can, um, he can, uh, what was it? What was the, what was the phrasing they put it? He could, uh, show moments of, uh, despair, but he was not allowed to lose. Yeah, he can't lose, he can't cry. Um, he can't um, show. He can't show him being s- extremely scared. He can be worried, but not terrified. He can. They can show him being angry, though. Yeah, they can't. They aren't allowed but to show. They can They aren't allowed to show him showing extreme emotions, which is complete fucking bullshit. Um, what else? What else? Uh, hey, keep in mind, this is. This is the Sonic character. Every other character, Sega character, they can show them extreme emotions. Just Sonic. Yeah, I know. That's what pisses me off. It's like everyone else, you, they can show emotions. They can have all that shit. They can lose. They can have all the personal character arcs, but not Sonic. Sonic is the one exception, and I don't get this at all. At all. It is a bizarre one. I, I don't... Personally, I don't get it, and it, it really, really messes with... with with you know the the bloody comic is called, called Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog is the main character. Essentially, you neuter the character. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, I mean, for everyone who complains about like Marvel and DC, you know, shitting on their characters, this is worse. Yeah. <laughs> this is I, much I, I, worse. I will say this: I give credit to 
Ian Flynn for 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 writing what what he has to work with in these limitations. Because to be fair, he is coming out with good stuff on a on a bi monthly basis for the for these issues of these comics and writing within these guidelines for for this long, you know. And another thing that they're not allowed to to mention is the Mobius twenty five years later storyline or allude to it in any other way because Pen you oh, know Penders wrote yeah, that no, fucking thing and yeah and no all, echidnas yeah no echidnas Knuckles is the only echidna no mention of the previous echidnas no mention of Dark Egg Legion none of that they can create new original characters though that's what I've been told as well. They can create original new characters, but they aren't allowed to use any characters created by Penders or or had concepts by Penders, which is just complete bullshit. Yeah, it is a very very bizarre rule. Okay, I like I said, I still don't. I I can't I can't understand how Penders won that court case. I still just don't know. And it and it fucks up other characters as well, like that white echidna mad scientist character. He wasn't created by Penders, but he can't. They can't use him anymore because. No echidnas. <laughs> you mean Phineas? Yeah. Doctor Phineas. Yeah, they can't because he's tied in with the Dark Egg Legion. Yeah, they can't use him. Yeah, no echidnas. No, no referencing any Dark Egg Legion bullshit. Scourge, Scourge the Hedgehog and Fiona Fox are gone. You know they're not coming back. Yeah. And it's just, what is this? What the fuck yeah. is this? So yeah, um, if the reboot does happen. Um, I'm just saying, if this does happen, if they are just planning to end this current run and completely rebooting from scratch, all I'm going to say, all the Archie stuff is not going to come back. Um, there are there have been rumors that someone else might pick up the license, but if they yeah. do that, then they're going to start from scratch and just ignore the Archie continuity and just set up their own continuity. For those who are wondering what rumors we're talking about, apparently... There's been some rumors that Boom Studios have been interested in getting the Sonic's licensing for a while. And if there's a point now they're going to swoop in and make a deal with Sega, this is the perfect time for them to do it. I I, kind of have to to take that with a grain of salt because I don't like Boom Studios. They're terrible with handling their intellectual properties. Yeah, but if you look at the current correlation patterns with Boom Studios at the moment, they are trying to gather up all like these old 90s and 80s icons at the moment and trying to make storylines out of them at the moment. And I think Sonic will fall in that category pretty well, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, their Power Rangers comics that they came out with recently were really good, but... That's the one That's the one series from where it's been a constant basis that have been good. I will say that much. Yeah, the problem, the problem with Boom Studios is like, they're a shit company. They, they publish a lot of mediocre shit and... And most of them, most of the people who write there, just are are friend have connections. Like they'll just like shit out a fucking series because of connections, and and it's just it just it's disgusting, it really is. But um, and of course, my biggest problem with Boom Studios is the way they they fucked up the Disney license. They, oh, they yeah. they had the fucking they had Darkwing Duck. And Rescue Rangers, and they, f- and Ducktales as well. They had all those three licenses at once, and they fucking threw the ball, dropped the ball hard with those licenses. 
I think it didn't help with the corporate buyout at the time when they did lose it with um, them requiring Disney requiring Marvel because I think the original plan was it was blatantly obvious on the wall Disney buy Marvel then Marvel makes their comics that didn't go the plan for some bizarre and still to this day we don't know why they never made an official statement on it why Marvel don't do their Disney comics there's never been a reason for it. No one has ever explained it, you know? Because, again, it's it's another one of those really weird copyright b- law things where yeah. where you can – where – because, again, b- before Disney bought Marvel, uh, Disney was always, like, getting, like, other publishers to publish their comics. So I, I think outside of – Outside of DuckTales, I don't think they ever published th- anything like outside of their brand because they don't have a, a, a comic book brand. No, they don't. And outside, I mean, outside of, of DuckTales, I don't. They never published anything, to my knowledge. The only thing I know off the top of my head, I know they've done DuckTales. They've done, um, well, for DuckTales before it was known as DuckTales was called Uncle Screw. Then they did Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse. I think that's about it. And in it's and 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 in another division around the world in in Italy, Donald Duck is a superhero. I'm not making yeah, this up. Oh God, yeah, they did that. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's coming back now. That is. I mean, and and it's weird because like that that series exists. That that series that continuity it exists only in Italy, and it, it wasn't brought to the states until years later. An English and a, a decent English translation wasn't was, didn't come in until years later because of you know bullshit copyright. I and... think they've only just started um, releasing that now in comic form here. Weirdly, yeah, I mean because it's such a cult classic and a lot of people wanted it. It even had a fucking PS2 game for God's sakes. Oh God, yes it did. Oh yeah, okay. So so. So basically what I'm saying is like Disney is really weird when it comes to 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 their comics. And yeah. and at the time like they were that was the plan. That was the obvious plan on the wall. Mainly when they brought Marvel, it was obvious. Oh yeah, all their rights for the current licenses with 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 was it Boom Studios or whatever um was going to go to Marvel, but for some weird reason they never pulled the trigger on it. And then they licensed them out to other studios instead. Yeah, Joe Books now publishes uh, Darkwing Duck, and they re-released they re-released the original comics uh, with new artwork and and new and, and new writing that really pissed off the old writers because they were like, "This is not what we wrote. Uh, yeah. We wanted artwork to be showcased, and this is just we were we were complete we weren't told that they were going to do this." By the way, so that sucks. Yeah. That most of their stuff was rewritten, and most of the art was most of the artwork was redone, and you know, take it with a grain of salt. I mean, it's still the same story, but there's a lot of you know decent changes here and there. So, you know, you take that with a grain of salt. I mean, Rescue Rangers, that that they dropped the ball with that day one. They didn't they didn't promote that comic. They didn't advertise it really well, and it just got canceled. I mean, out of all of them, the only, out of all of them, the only one that actually did well was uh, Darkwing Duck. Yeah, I mean, that 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 got pulled under the rug. Yeah, that got pulled under the rug because after the after the Infinite uh, Crisis on 
after the Infinite Crisis parody that they did, they immediately did two shitty story arcs, the Mayor story arc and the DuckTales crossover. And the DuckTales crossover was really notorious because um, they used the Phantom Blot in, in, that, in that story. And yeah. they weren't allowed to use the Phantom Blot in that story. Which you can imagine caused a lot of uh, a lot of people at Disney and Marvel to get really pissed off at them. Yeah, because what I mean because um, yeah, they used the Phantom Blot, and um, like I said at the time, Disney just brought Marvel, and they're like, "Well, boom, we told you not to do this. We just brought Marvel. They can do the comics from now on." Yeah, and then they lost the license, and then you know, and they just dropped the ball real hard with that, and. And, those... and and two and and the crossover was so bad. The writers and everyone who worked on it came out and said, "No, this is not canon. Please disregard this, and it will never see a reprint to this day." I mean, you'll still find it in digital format, but it will never see a reprint because it no. is just so disliked. Yeah, I mean, I just this this is why I'm worried about what's going to happen with with the Sonic licensing scene from now on because. Um... Getting back to the main topic here, we were talking about beginning in the first place. Um, it's showing the same patterns as what happened with the Mega Man comic, but just before it got cancelled. Oh yeah, the exact same pattern, and I'm just like, if if they are going to cancel it, I think they will let the comic go up to three hundred. If not, they will, will just flat out cancel it. I mean, it's kind of too late for them to, to to go to go to go to three hundred now because they never announced anything that coming after two two nine one. Yeah, and also if anyone is wondering as well, Archie is one of these companies that are happy enough to let their artists post the covers and some of the pages with, with, with without the lettering on it way way ahead advance of scheduling on their DVD art pages and on their social network pages. And if you look on those pages. There's been no updates from any of the artists that worked on these comics. Yeah, I watch I, I watch one of the artists on DeviantArt, and he hasn't uplo- up, updated in like what months. So yeah, what's going on? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's going to go over one two ways. The most likely one, the comics getting cancelled, or they're rebooting from scratch. Those are the only ways I can see what's happening. Because if you look at the pattern of Archie at the moment. They're becoming more focused on their in-house products at the moment with with Archie in general, you know, because they got the TV show out at the moment, which is doing reasonably well. I mean, it's cancer, but it's doing reasonably well, I guess. Well, for 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 a show, um, a show like that, and it's just, I mean, that's working for them at the moment, and they the reboot comic of Archie that's done surprisingly well. No one was expecting that to do. As well as it did, they were expecting. Yeah, we're gonna get a bit of resurgence in this, and it was like, oh damn, okay, it's done a lot better, you know. I think Afterlife with Archie was their biggest hit that they didn't expect that to to really. No, exactly. I think they just realized that if they do the right, make the right move with the Archie comics, just in general, they can get new readers on board and get people interested in in Archie again. For you fuck's know? sake, they did an Archie Predator crossover, and it was awesome. <laughs> Oh my god, that ending though. It was so funny, but it was like, Jesus Christ, Betty. 
Yeah, I know, because you don't, you don't usually. This is what the fucking Punisher crossover should have been, but you know, Punisher yeah. crossover came out in a time when you know Archie oh. was still family friendly. Again, I I love the Archie Predator crossover. I love the Sharknado one as well. That was that was just funny non-believe. I love the fact that Veronica's dad just get eaten by the shark and she just become bluff bluff. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I mean they're stuck, they're they're experimenting with the Archie brand, and I I can't blame them for that. I mean they even rebooted Sabrina, and the reboot has been really good. So yeah, that, that, that's been getting really good reviews actually. The Sabrina's um, stuff because a lot it's very dark the Sabrina stuff. Yeah, I mean because because and I, I'm shocked they didn't think about this. They were like, why, why don't we just reboot Sabrina as a horror series? You know that can work, and it it does. You know and yeah. and. And again, I think that's what they're doing. I think that's what they're the direction they're going in, where they're saying to themselves, "Okay, we're going to, we're going to, just focus on our own product instead of like worrying on licensing." Because here's the thing: people need to understand licensing anything as a comics company is a pain in the ass. Just look at Rom the Space Knight. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you got Rom the Space Knight. You got the recent action man from IDW that got shit canned real real quick. Yeah, they they were they ran into a lot of license problems with that one. Oh boy. Yeah, and and they said and and they and they came to an agreement with 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 the people who make action men in the UK, and they said, okay, you can use you can use these characters in in crossover events, but you can't have them in in their own comic, which is just complete bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to think again. Transformers, speaking them, Jesus Christ, that's that's a um, comic book um, licensing nightmare. Yeah, the original, the original. Mar- you'll. I'm still waiting for a goddamn reprint of the G2 comics. God damn it! Someone pick up the rights to those and reprint them. Fucking hell! Were they done by Marvel? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna see them. I mean, because they reprinted some of the old stuff before Regeneration 1. I mean, Regeneration 1, they did this whole event where yeah. they continued on from some from Simon Furman's original G1 story from the Marvel Comics UK UK run. So yeah. anything, anything from Marvel UK, you're most likely not going to see. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. That, that's a nightmare within itself, Marvel UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, also, Marvel UK, Death's Head, never going to see that. <laughs> yeah. Again, I think the only, I think the only thing they managed to salvage out of Marvel UK is the Star Wars stuff, and that's it. That that that's just because, well, Star Wars is just its own entity. Yeah, but also Disney bought Marvel. Well, basically, they bought Star Wars and they bought Marvel. That's pretty much sorted out the lawsuit there. Also, no, no uh, reprint of the original Gargoyles comics that were that were um, that were published by Marvel. Never gonna see oh. those again. No, you're not gonna see those again. So, um, but but yeah, I mean, licensing is a nightmare, and I don't, I honestly don't blame Archie for finally cutting cutting ties with the with the Sonic uh, franchise after the lawsuit because, well, Panders is a fucking cunt. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I don't blame them for that. <clears throat> I wonder what's gonna happen with Ian Flynn now um, if the Sonic comic does get does get can because he's a he's a talented writer but it's a bit of a shame that you know he he he's getting something he's worked so hard on for over the last 10 years now basically you you know get pulled out from his feet and he hasn't even been given the opportunity you know 
at least give one issue to him to actually finish wrap it all up. You know, it's sort of like okay, it's ended. We're not going to give you an issue to end it all on. I mean, well, that's that's sadly the business. Like, you yeah, know, no, it's sad. Yeah, that that's the business. That's how it works. Like, you know, you can have you can have a really great story, but you know, if if, if it gets canned, it gets canned, and and sometimes you don't get a chance to wrap up anything. Oh yeah, totally. So. You know, it is what it is, and it sucks, and, you know, it sucks because the the Archie comics in recent years have actually been getting a lot better, despite the bullshit Penders has been has put them through. They, they have been getting a lot better. Yeah. And it sucks that we're we're most likely never going to see a conclusion to, to these to these stories now. Yeah. That's, that, 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 that's the short of it, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it does suck, but who knows? Maybe it might be, it might not, but I, I, I doubtful. So, with that being said, let's let's move on to to uh, to something else, because uh, oh boy, <laughs> oh, this last one, this last one's going to infuriate you. I know that much. I, I mean, it's not going to infuriate me, but I I I want to. I want to have a talk with both Marvel and DC. I want to address. I want to address DC first. DC, I love you. I grew up in the '90s as every other kid did. I watched Batman the Animated Series. I watched Batman Beyond. I watched Superman the Animated Series. I watched Justice League. I watched all your cartoons. I like Kevin Conroy. I think he's a fantastic Batman. I think Batman the Animated Series is one of the best animated series of all time you know what i don't want to see i don't want to see a standalone batman movie that uses the same animated style that yeah i can yeah i don't want to see that i because that is pandering to nostalgia and this is responding to nostalgia 100 percent yeah, it's pandering to nostalgia, and you know, good for you for bringing back the original Bruce Bruce Tim style. But again, Bruce Tim style only works under if the animation is really good, and the animation that you showed in this preview looks like complete shit. It looks like um, looks like a Family Guy episode. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, in terms of anim- in terms of like movements. It looks choppy. Yeah. Choppy is probably the best word I can describe it with. And it reminds me of Mystery of the Batwoman. And for those who don't know, Mystery of the Batwoman was a straight-to-DVD movie that came out in 2004, I think it was. And it... it, Yeah. One of those. Yeah. And it used the same style as the new Batman Adventures, but it wasn't canon. It used the same style... It wasn't written by Bruce Tim. Had nothing to do. None of the original writers from the Batman the Animated Series wrote it. It just used the same style. Yeah. And it was a complete piece of shit because it had nothing to do with 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 the animated series. It didn't have its dark tone. It had a more lighthearted, dumb, dumb action tone. And and it just sucked. Same thing with Superman Brainiac Returns. Like, just because you use Bruce Timm's style to animate something doesn't automatically mean that it's good. I'm sorry. And look, I know, I know. Bruce Timm is working on this. 
he's a producer you know it's his idea he pretty much wrote some of the some of the stories and stuff like that i think he he's a story consultant as well he did some of the storyboards for this as well i know yeah, that much. yeah. and i'm not saying I, I look i'm not writing this off as a, as like the terrible as the most terrible thing of all time but i'm just saying like stop pandering to nostalgia please like like okay, it's cool. It's cool that you got Robin's original slash Nightwing's original voice actor to come back. That's cool. I mean, um, they both don't sound off. They both sound like they both haven't missed a beat. Honestly, in this one, to be fair, Kevin Conroy sounded a lot more better in this than he did in the Killing Joke. At least in this, he sounded like he was having fun with it. At least, unlike the Killing Joke, it just sounds a bit meh. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, in his defense, Killing Joke isn't a batman story it's a joker story yeah exactly so he was given nothing to do with that with that and again kevin conroy i love i love the dude he's great he's the definitive voice of batman i'm glad he's still doing batman after all these years but i i just like what's the point of this like what is the point of this it's like oh another holly quinn story well we already got tons of harley quinn episodes we don't need another harley quinn story in in, because they release a um, official trailer teaser and also a featurette um that came out recently you can find it on youtube but um when they were talking about it they pretty much just said in the video straight up they are capital warner brothers are capitalizing on the hype of suicide squad and also on the character of harley quinn on her popularity at the moment and, you know, uh, and and that's fine and all, but if this came out in 2016, a year later, not so much. No. I think it just, like, again, I think the voice acting's fine from, from what I've seen in the trailer. Even the new person, I can't remember her name, the girl from Big Bang Theory. I'm, gl- I, I, I'm glad it wasn't Tara Strong, because I, I don't like her Holly Quinn. I really don't. Again. Um, I can't remember her name. She plays um, Bernadette in Big Bang. And she sounds fine. She sounds more like Harley than Tara Strong does, to be quite honest. Because she, she gives it a bit of the squeaky voice, but also that, that little uh, Bronx, um, New York accent as well. Yeah, because works- Harley's from Brooklyn originally, isn't she? Yes, yeah, pretty much. so... So you kind of, and that's what that's what my biggest problem with Tara Strong's character, with Tara Strong's take on the character, um, she doesn't sound like she's from Brooklyn. She just sounds like she's doing a Harley Quinn impression without. When they when they said, "Oh, she's playing Harley Quinn in this," everyone thought, "Oh gosh, she's having an annoying squeaky voice." And then I was just like, "Yeah, but have any of you guys actually heard a normal, regular talking voice?" She sounds normal in the interview that yeah. she did. <laughs> yeah, she puts on the voice, and she, and she's known for doing voice annotation stuff like that and so she does have an, a, a she does have a background in voice work so it makes sense you know i mean it's hey it's either her or tara strong so i'm taking her over tara strong any day because i'm tired of tara strong voicing harley quinn in media and also even in the free director as well when they were interviewing her telling her oh we're how you good when she talked about getting a role or anything like that, she was like, oh my God, I want to play this character. You know, she sounded like she was really wanted to play this character. And I, that was cool to see that, you know, it's like, okay, she does, she, she sounds like she wants to do this more than just a paycheck, you know? I know. And, and I'm not, I'm, look, I'm, 
I'm trying to, to see the positive in this, but I just think the problem is, is like capitalizing on nostalgia just doesn't work. It really doesn't. You need more than that. You know, tell a good story. Don't just capitalize on nostalgia. Again, look at Samurai Jack. They, they're telling a good story. They're not just like, hey, well, look at this, you know. Remember this? Remember this from your childhood? Huh, huh, huh? Remember this? I just got a really bad feeling in this whole storyline. It's just going to be, I, I hope it's a good story at least. Because at the moment, from what I saw in the trailers and stuff like that, it feels like a regular episode of Batman the Anime Series. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but at the same time, when you're doing a movie DVD sort of thing, you want to invest, you want to make people buy it. And if you just give them one regular episode of the show on DVD, just one episode, you're just like, you kind of could be, feel like you've been ripped off a little bit. Again, that's my biggest problem with Mystery of the Batwoman. It just felt like a long 30-minute episode stretched to an hour and a half. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, if you have Mystery of the Batwoman, if you have Mystery of the Batwoman on DVD, there is a really cool short move short in in that DVD as an extra called Chase Me, which is so oh. much better than the actual fucking movie. <laughs> that was that was actually done by Bruce Timm, Chase Me, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, because that had used no talking whatsoever. It was all done with music and um, sounds. Yeah. And it was like, what, a five-minute short? And it was yeah. better better than the actual fucking movie. <laughs> oh. So it's like, again, if I, I mean, Batman the Animated Series is great. It's, it's a fantastic series. If you haven't watched it, shame on you. What are you doing? You should watch it. It's great. But I, I just don't want... A half hour of it, you know. Yeah, I I I just I just don't like it when people just pander to nostalgia for the sake of pandering to nostalgia. Like, give us a good story, and I'll support your product. Don't just say, "Oh, hey, remember this from your childhood?" Yeah, I do. And you know, it's it's just uh... okay. We're done talking about DC for now. Let's move on to Marvel. Marvel, um, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, God. Uh, Marvel's gone through a bit of a um, rough patch at the moment with um, with storylines and, um, yeah, making, char- making new characters. Essentially, diversity. Here's my problem. Your comic sales have been shit all year. They have been shit for a, a, a good while now. And instead of going out and saying why they're shit, which, let's be honest, you're not giving your readers a good reason to read these comics because you're not telling interesting stories, you're not giving new readers a legit starting off point, and you're basically just pissing off fans for the sake of it. Instead of just admitting all that, you just go to a press conference and say, you know what? The reader, it's the reader's fault why we're we're not doing well in 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 uh, in the sales right now because they don't want diversity. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. To give you an idea, this I'm I got February's um I got February's um because they haven't analyzed all March yet but um I got February's um top tail um sale figures here at the moment. And I'm going to tell you one thing right now. There are only two Marvel comics in the top ten. 
and guess which two they are? And they're not even actual Marvel superhero comics. Star Wars is one of them. Yeah, Star Wars Darth Maul and Star Wars. Yep. All of them are DC and there's one Walking Dead up there. You're getting your ass kicked by DC and the Walking Dead. Ouch. And, and, and that's what pisses me off. It's like they come in and say, oh, no, it's the reader's fault while we're, while we're doing poorly in the sales because you don't want diversity. Okay, here's, here's, a, here's, an, here's a crazy thought. Um, maybe you should introduce these characters a little bit better. And maybe, you know, maybe you shouldn't use them as a fucking soapbox for your political views. Maybe, you know, maybe you should give us readers a chance to get to know them. To get to to make us give a shit about them, to develop them more than just a brand name, you know, I mean crazy I, crazy thought right you know, I, I I mean we've been I I've been reading comics since two thousand four, I've seen relaunches I've seen crossover events I've seen you know I, I've seen all that shit I've seen Bucky become Captain America I've seen uh, Dick Grayson become uh, Batman. I've seen I've seen it all, and this is nothing new. And 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 you 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 guys need to to get to get your head out of your asses and 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 stop blaming the readers for your shortcomings. Your I current found, you, your current product is shit. Go on. I just found uh, March's um, twenty seventeen some comic book so let's. Which is the and I'll go say this. Marvel did a bit better this month. Um, last month in March, um, they actually got the number one spot, but that's because it was for the Amazing Spider-Man issue number twenty-five. Reason why that did so well because it was a return of Norman Osborn. See, that's a, the reason why. See, see, did so well. see a pattern here. Yeah, and again, the only other two that made it in the top ten list for them is again Star Wars, and then. X-Men Prime. And even then, X-Men Prime, I'm not going to lie, X-Men Prime was a piece of shit. And that's not even counting the controversy. Oh, no, that, that was in gold. That yeah, was yeah. In gold. <laughs> oh, 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 Prime. Oh, oh. Anyway, oh. It's, it, it's like, okay, diversity is not the reason why the comic book sales are failing, but we are saying that's the problem, but even though it was actually our foreign fans actually spot the controversy in, in X-Men Gold. Yep. <laughs> They've been going back in the back catalogue and been finding more stuff he's been saying. But yeah, again, I, I, I did like one thing that did came out of that whole fiasco was that the writer for Miss Marvel pretty much um, put, made a Twitter thing about it and it did make me laugh with what she said. She said, right, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with this whole situation, but I'm going to say it in my own native language instead. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I applaud you for that. Well done. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, that's that's the problem. It's like, oh, it's the fans' fault that you know we're we're you know we're in the shitter right now. Oh, you mean the fans that pointed out that someone was using your comics to to push their own agenda? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah those fans. What do they know? What do they yeah. know? <laughs> I mean, the problem is isn't the diversity. Diversity. We're we're we like diversity in our comics, you know. But you're not giving us a chance to let us know these characters. You're pretty much right. Okay. Here's Ray Ray um, from the Iron Man comics, and oh yeah, she's the new Iron Man now. Wait, what? 
Oh, Tony Stark's in a coma. Yeah. You know, it's stuff like that. And you're just sitting there. You're like, okay, why is that happening? Why is this character here? And you know, it's cool. It's cool that you're having these characters with different ethnicities. But the problem is, you're introducing them. And you went, okay, straight off the bat, there's a superhero. Okay, would you like the red? No. It's stupid. It really is stupid. It's like, again, the only one that's actually been given proper development outside of his own comic book is Miles. That's because Miles came during... Was was introduced in the Ultimate Universe, and back then, you know, the Ultimate Universe was a pile of shit, and no one cared. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's the only thing that actually was successful at the Ultimate Universe, and probably their version Mr. Fantastic, but that's about it. Um, And this doesn't seem to be clicking with anyone, you know, and the reason why it's not clicking, it's not because they've got different ethnicity, they're not white, or whatever like that. It's the fact that you're not introducing these characters as characters. You basically just introduce them, right? Okay, they're superpowers, they're taking on a mantle. They're not original characters. In, in the sense, they are original characters, but they're taking the mantle of established characters. I know, you know, and that's not the way you do it. Create new characters. Stop slapping on names of already existing characters and saying, oh no, they're totally different. No, they're not. What do you mean? This, this one made it's like, what is it? We got a black Spider Man, we got an Indian Miss um, Marvel, we got a Chinese um, Incredible Hulk, and we got a, a female Black Iron Man. Yeah, you, you know, and you're not introducing this character; they're just popping out of nowhere. It's like, okay, they, they, we're going to honor our mentors by taking our their mantles, and it's like, wait, what? You only just been in the juice literally like five issues ago. Can we please get no? Okay. I mean, I I went back and read the first issue of of the original Luke Cage run, <coughs> and, and it was a long comic, but it introduced his character, went through his origin. And I understood who he was and why he does what he does at the end of it. Do I get that from anyone here from the current current Marvel run? Nope. Uh, Am- Amadeus is just the Hulk now. And why do I care? Oh, Miss Marvel is not Pakistani. And why do I care? It feels like again, some of these characters, they're not bad characters, to be honest. I've, like, I've read the stuff they've been in, and they're, no, they're not bad characters. They're just just being sort of thrown at you. It's like, okay, this is the character, you've got to accept it. Wait, what? You know? Yeah, I know, and that's what pisses me off. It's like, you're telling us, accept this, this is, this is the change, and if you don't, you're a terrible person. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to accept your your crappy product and, and, and be guilt-tripped to guilt tripped into liking your shit because you're you have no confidence in your own product that does it doesn't work that way i'm sorry like how about you tell a decent story how about you just tell a decent story for once like i mean they're saying that was it secret empire is going to be their final event for 18 months wait and see but doubt it Oh, no, 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 it's not, because they announced Marvel Legacy right after that. So, (laughs) a bit too late for that one. Bit too fucking late for for that event. 
I mean, it's it's not even an event. It's just their version of Rebirth, except without yeah. what made Re- Rebirth interesting. Yeah, pretty much. Again, people don't want gimmicks. They want good stories. They they don't want to be told that they're terrible people for not liking your new shitty self-insert diversity quota characters. They don't. They just want to read a good story. And they're tired of uh, of being told what what to think and what to what to do. So Marvel, please, please get your shit together. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, pretty much the exact same views. Uh, so that went on a little bit longer than I expected, but sorry that that needed to be said. And uh, <laughs> I hope you I hope you guys learned something. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.